This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right. All right, indeed, it is one of our favorite times of the week, if not the favorite time of the week, as on the line is Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Ross, my man, it's been a ride, but there they are, the number two seed, looking good. Tell me all about it, man. What do you think uh, as we get moving toward uh, toward Sunday here? How are you feeling about the Bills and the Steelers? Ross, are you there? Did I screw that up? Oh, sorry, you got me? Yeah, there you are. Hi. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, had you, I, forgot, I forgot that I muted you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I muted my phone. Um, so I'm just so glad that they made the playoffs. Like, I, I can't even tell you. I, I was so upset. Well, I was so happy when the Jaguars lost because I just wanted this team, no matter what the seed was, to have the opportunity to be in the postseason, right? Mm-hmm. They've been playing so well on this five-game win streak. I wanted this group. I wanted to see what they could do in in the postseason, in the playoffs, and they get that opportunity. And obviously it's very cool that they end up being the number two seed, which is amazing, and uh, hopefully get a couple of home playoff games out of it. And I think they got a, a really good matchup in this first one, obviously, playing the Steelers team. That's without – their best player. I mean, you know, I have a buddy that comes on the Ross Tucker podcast who's a big Steelers fan, and he always says that T.J. Watt is the Steelers' Jenga piece. You know that game Jenga? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like where you have to pull out the, yeah, yeah. The, like the wooden sticks or whatever, and you pull out one and the whole thing crumbles and you lose. Well, that's kind of T.J. Watt for the Steelers, so – that is a major, major – I mean, he might be the best defensive player in the league again this year. So there's a reason why the Bills are double-digit favorites. Although, if memory serves, they were double-digit favorites against the Tua-less Dolphins last year. And that ended up being a very competitive game. So they got to play better than they did in that game last year, but I think they will. You know, they're playing very well. I mean, that Dolphins game really – should not have been close. Right. You know, the, the turnovers, the clock management issue at the end of the first half, just things that happened put the Bills in a position where they had to come from behind. But they got it done. As you said, it has been a ride. And kudos to the Bills fans for sticking with them. And, man, I thought when they were, what, 6-6 six and six and everything, I thought there was a pretty good chance McDermott would be gone and – you know, rebuild, and now here they are. Yeah. Feels like they got as good a chance as anybody. I mean, it really does. Win a couple home playoff games, and I think if they play Baltimore, I think that would be a heck of a game. 
Yeah. I, I never really felt as critical as I was of McDermott. Like, I, I, I was sick of it after that Philly game for sure. Um, I never really felt like he was in danger, even if they had missed the playoffs, just because it would have been the first bad year. But the team, it seems, definitely rallied. And around him, maybe specifically, Ross, and his defense... I mean, you're looking at you, – you, we know the list of guys that they were missing, but guys they added and depth guys, I mean, you've run through – the. I know the Chiefs are down and they're not the Chiefs, but, the, I mean, the defense held up there. The home game against Dallas I thought would be an aerial circus, and they shut the Cowboys down. And, again, Miami, yes, they were compromised by injury uh, you know, on offense too, not just their pass rush, but still, 14 points. I mean, that team – they ran 17 plays in the second half, Miami. I mean, the, the, the defense just did a fantastic job. Well, he deserves and they deserve a lot of credit for doing what they're doing, especially when you consider they've gotten, like, nothing from Von Miller. Matt Milano, you know, might be their best defensive player, most important defensive mm-hmm. player, certainly one of them. He's been out almost the whole year. And then they don't have Trey White. I mean, it's really, really impressive what they've done. And, and they've discovered that some of these young players are really good players who are going to be able to help them for years to come, including Terrell Bernard. Ross Tucker on the Western Hotline with us here on WGR. Um, Ross, you know, they've been, and we'll probably hear this from them once the media gets in there and, and makes the rounds tomorrow as they get ready for this game on Sunday against Pittsburgh, playoff mode, right? I mean, they, they were on the ropes, right? They were even not assured of a spot when Sunday began. And here they are. I, I wonder, like, is there, because last year I, I really believe this team mentally and physically just ran out of gas. They had a lot of adversity, of course, highlighted, I mean, understating it severely as adversity with what happened with Damar Hamlin uh, and all the trauma involved in that. And I think they were just on E. And, you know, that's tough. It sounds like an excuse, but, you know, you just can't choose when you're empty. And I wonder about them now because they've been, you know, needing to win, so it's kind of playoff mode, and that can be intense. But I also... I wonder if they're not looking at the playoff field and, and looking at where they stand and going like, this is good a look at as, as, as we've had. I mean, they've not been better than the two seed any of these four years. You're right. And I think that's a big reason. You know, it, it's an interesting point that you make. Is it like they've been in playoff mode for five weeks? Is that a positive or a negative? Right. You know, um, I think the positive is that they've won so many games in a row and they've got confidence and they're feeling good about themselves. I think the negative is it's hard to win that many games in a row. Meaning, like, do they have it in them to win nine games in a row, right. which would be four more? You know, that that's a lot of games in a row. I mean, you look at the NFL all the time. There aren't that many teams that win nine games in a row. They just don't. It's hard to that, – that doesn't mean they can't do it, but – Kind of feels like they would lose one of these where where Josh has a multi turnover game, which is what I think is so impressive. And the win over the Dolphins that they were able to win, even though he did have a multi turnover game. But finally, I have to say something. I'm so sick of people talking about the second interception that Josh had in the red zone. It was fourth down. Right. I mean, he gained. 
you know, 18 yards. He did the right thing. Yeah. It was fourth down. Throw the ball up in the air. Maybe you catch it. Maybe you get interference. And it was good that they picked it off. They gained a bunch of yards from it. I like it. People keep saying, oh, that was a terrible interception. What did you want him to do, idiot? It was fourth down. You want him to throw the ball away? It's fourth down. That, that interception doesn't even count in my book. Yeah. Yeah, the, dope, the dopey play there is the Miami guy catching it at all. Correct. Which is almost as dopey as Eli Apple taking the first one out of the end zone, which wasn't good. And by the way, even that interception, Gabe Davis and Josh Allen, once again, not on the same page, but it's not like it was a terrible throw or decision by Josh. Right. I mean, he just needed to get rid of it, and Davis turned left instead of right, and that's how it goes. It's a lot, it's a little bit like, or maybe exactly like that final play before the field goal in overtime in Philadelphia. Right? It, that's say, exactly what it reminded me of. Yeah. Ross Tucker on the Wester Hotline with us here. Insider calls, by the way, are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation. Ross, exfoliation. Plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. So you're you're talking about Allen and, like, you know, he still gets, you know, a lot of heat for the turnovers. I, I, I think – Ross, I mean, live and die. That's it. You're going to live and die with it, and you got to you got to live and hopefully live through the mistakes. Um, you know, I like anyone would like to see fewer of them, but man, when it's on the line, that third and thirteen run by him on that final drive was maybe my favorite play of the whole year. I mean, he ran through three guys that were they had him like four yards short of the first down. I love the guy. And I think you got to take the good with the bad. And if you want all of the spectacular, you know, if you want all of the Superman stuff, you got to live with a little bit of kryptonite. Okay. The guy is Superman. His kryptonite is turnovers. And sometimes he can make up for it. Sometimes he can't. But I think I tweeted this Sunday night at Ross Tucker NFL. He has never once, Bulldog, been boring. Right. Never once. I mean, he, he is never boring. He's one of the most entertaining quarterbacks I've ever seen. I love the way he plays the game. He gives it everything he has. And that run that you're talking about, to me, that's like the essence of football, right? I mean, for him to give it, like, to, to go all out for his team to win the game, that was. That was, that was so pure. You know, that was like mm-hmm. I can picture a high school kid doing that in the state championship game. You know, like everything's on the line. I'm going for it. Yeah, that totally works. And, look, we've gotten used to him here and watching him since 2018 here, obviously. Uh, but you got to think. I mean, you're, you're coming from a former player perspective. How do you not love a guy that plays like that, right? Well, you do, and the fans do. And so do the players, right? right? Because he puts his body on the line, man. I mean, some of those runs, the quarterback sneak where he's like plowing over linebackers. And I mean, it's, he's just a special quarterback. I thought Vic Fangio 
saying John Elway on steroids was a good comp, uh, mm-hmm. compa- comparison. I, I like, I told you guys before, he's like a combination of John Elway and Cam Newton, and I mean that. When he runs, it's like Cam Newton. When he throws, it's like Elway. It's, he's, a, he's a spectacularly gifted quarterback who seems also like a great guy who gives it everything he has. I really hope he has success this postseason. I, I, I really hope you guys – at least get to the AFC Championship game. Obviously, getting the Super Bowl would be amazing. Um, that would be an amazing game even next week. See Patrick Mahomes, the arch nemesis, have to come up to Buffalo for a playoff game. I can't believe the guys never had a road playoff game. I can't believe it. Yeah, that is definitely tasty. I don't know. I mean, we could spend a couple of minutes on, like, most preferred outcome should the Bills beat the Steelers on Sunday. They get the Chiefs if the Chiefs win. That's that's simple. Miami wins. They go to Baltimore, and the Bills get the winner of Cleveland-Houston. Certainly not the reputation that the Chiefs have, nor the quarterbacks. Um, so, I mean, that seems like the path of less resistance, clearly. But the Chiefs coming here for his first, like you just said, Mahomes' first road playoff game, I mean, it's hard to ignore how compelling that would be. No, it would be amazing. And obviously, I think you'd rather play Houston or Cleveland, although I will tell you this much. Those teams both have a puncher's chance, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Browns' defense is legit, and Flacco's played at a high level. This C.J. Stroud for the Texans is something else, and it feels like they're going to be a factor in the AFC postseason for years to come. So, um, no, there there are no easy games at this point, but I still think you'd rather play one of those teams than Andy Reid, Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I 100% agree. The compelling story is the Chiefs. I think maybe the easier path would be either the Browns or the Texans. And uh, if I got to choose between those two, I recognize what you're saying about the Browns' defense. Um, I might be more worried about a loose cannon like Stroud, like young and dumb kind of thing, than I would Flacco. I might expect the Bills' defense to take the ball away from Flacco enough to make the difference in the game, if, if it comes to that. I know we're jumping way ahead here, so maybe I should stop doing that. Yeah, let's make sure they beat the Steelers first. Which, <laughs> right. Can you imagine if they lost that one? I mean, that'd be such a bad look to Mason Rudolph. In fact, I want them to smash the Steelers it made me feel a little bit better about that last game in 04. So uh, kill them for me, please. Kill them for all the guys that were on that team that people always say to me or email or tweet that it's statistically the best team that ever missed, that never made the playoffs. Right. Yeah, we're buddies with Aaron Schatz, uh, formerly of Football Outsiders, and he's on to a new thing now, a new venture. And he's been saying since he first started joining our shows on a pretty regular – we used to do a weekly thing with him, and it's way less frequent now. But he always says, like, the, the their rankings, that 2004 Bills team is the, the, the best team. They have the best DVOA is, is their metric of any team that never made that, 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 you know, failed to make the playoffs. So that's where, maybe that's where people get that from. And they, um... do, I, do I get a banner for that or a trophy <laughs> or something? Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they made banners for that, Ross. I think you might be out of luck there. So that sounds like something the Colts would put a banner up for. <laughs> yes, I guess so. Yeah. What happened there? Did they, did they do No, The lions hung a banner. Didn't the lions hang a banner for the division championship? Uh, I, yeah, I, I think they did. 
I think they did. Yeah, I don't know. We, but, but, the, but the Colts have hung banners for AFC runner-up. Yes. Which is like a weird thing to hold a banner for. Like, you probably shouldn't hang a banner for runner-up. You should just say AFC champ or AFC East division champ, like as opposed to – just talk about the championship you won as opposed to being a runner-up. Yeah. I Yeah. What What is the wording on that banner? Is it conference runner-up? Maybe is what it says. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. Ross, yeah. Ross Tucker on the Western Hotline with us for just a, a few more minutes here. So, all right. Beat the Steelers. Um, yeah, I mentioned young and dumb. Rudolph is the same draft class as Allen, so he's not exactly young. And, uh, excuse me, young, and I certainly wouldn't want to imply that he's dumb. Um, and he's sort of new on the scene here, right? Sort of a rebirth for him getting this shot. Um, I don't know. You mentioned puncher's chance for Cleveland or Houston. Do you not feel that way about Pittsburgh with Mason Rudolph? Well, I think the chance there is if they can run the ball and control the clock with Najee Harris, which I think is what Tom was going to try to do. And then they'll take some shots with Pickens and hope that they hit a couple big plays with Pickens. You know, that was the difference in the game against Baltimore Saturday was a 71-yard touchdown to Deontay Johnson. Otherwise, that game would have ended like 13-10, like every Steelers game in the history, Steelers-Ravens game in the history of the world. Um, Deontay Johnson's the one that broke script by having that long touchdown run. So they do have a couple of guys that can take it the distance, and Deontay Johnson the Pickens. So that's a little scary. And the O-line's been playing much better, and they can control the clock. That's what they're going to try to do. Now, on my betting podcast, the Even Money Betting Podcast, my co-host still took the under because he said they're calling for 25-mile-an-hour winds. Is that right? Yeah, the weather the weather does not sound uh, ideal. I don't know that it'll get to like that wind Monday night game against New England from a couple of years ago levels, but it sounds like it's going to be a factor, the weather. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I still I kind of like Josh Allen's arm. You know, and against mm-hmm. any win compared to any other quarterback, but I can see the concern if the Steelers were able to run the ball and the Bills are not. Right. Yeah. Don't you sort of? Isn't it pretty much? Well, whether it's true or not, it gets said a lot. The weather levels it. It, it favors the underdog, does it not? Usually. Yeah, I, I think. I think any. Well, because think about it. The the total for the game was like forty two something points. Now it's down to thirty five and a half. Last time I looked, so like the lower scoring, the lower points, then there's there's less variance, right? Like there's it's it's right. more likely to be a closer game. So what about the rest of the slate here? Let I mean Miami and Kansas City talking about weather, Ross. I mean, holy cow! With the you know with the wind chill and what they're talking about, might be reminiscent of Bills Patriots, maybe from a couple years ago, or maybe it'll be even worse than that. Uh, we'll see. But I don't know. I mean, Miami, that feels like it would be a massive upset, even though the spread is not as big as this Bills-Steelers game. I would agree. I'm actually going to be in the booth for that one for Westwood One with Kevin Harlan on the radio. So if anybody's driving around Saturday night, or even if you just don't feel like paying for Peacock, uh, you can listen to the Hall of Famer Kevin Harlan and myself. Thankfully, I'm in the booth now on the sideline. His daughter, <laughs> Olivia Harlan Decker, will be on the sideline because it's going to be freezing there. Um, I, that's a tough ask for the Dolphins, man. I mean, so first of all, you know, they're pretty beat up. They lose three more linebackers, including two more outside linebackers. So they're now down 
their top four outside linebackers. They literally signed three da- three guys today, Bulldog. Right. I saw Bruce Irvin. Bruce Irvin, yeah. Justin Houston, Malik Reed, because they need somebody that can rush the passer. Like, they, they have to have somebody that, you know, the, the Chiefs tackles have not been good this year. So they got to have somebody that can try to get some pressure on Mahomes. But, you know, they played Sunday night. Now they got to come back and play on a short week Saturday in that kind of weather. And I know that a lot of their guys are from the north or whatever, and there's some Chiefs players from the south, but you're, you're just not used to it. You know what I mean? Like, they're mm-hmm. just every day in Miami, it's warm. So they're going to get out there for pregame, and it's going to be like, holy crap. I mean, they're, they're not going to be used to that. So it's really imperative that they get off to a, a good start. Because I've seen this movie before where a team like that comes in L- weather like that and they get off to a bad start. And then it's very clear that those guys don't want to be there anymore. Um, so really important. But the Chiefs were able to rest their guys against the Chargers, you know, Mahomes mm-hmm. and those guys, Kelsey, they didn't even play. And they've been playing a little bit better as of late. I kind of feel like the Chiefs come roaring out of the game. You know, on the Even Money Betting podcast, my co-host, he put three units on the Chiefs laying three and a half points. He thinks that they're going to blow the Dolphins out and win by 17. How about the fact, went out of order here, how about the first game of the weekend, that Cleveland-Houston game? Is that a, is that a coin flip to you, or do you like Cleveland because of the D? No, I think it is a coin flip because the first time they played, you know, a few weeks ago, first of all, it's never easy to beat a team twice. Secondly, I think the shorter the time period in between games, the more difficult that becomes. And then the first time they played, there was no C.J. Stroud, no Will Anderson. You know, Nico Collins was banged up. Now they're getting all those guys back. And that makes a big, big difference. And, you know, Flacco lit him up with Amari Cooper in the last game. I don't know. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's going to happen again. I think it'll be a pretty competitive, competitive, compelling game that could really go either way. You know, I would, I would say that I like Flacco's playoff experience, but this kid, C.J. Stroud, just does not seem phased by anything. I mean, it just doesn't seem like it bothers him. 
it seems like he's clutch. I mean, he, he plays his best late in games when it matters the most. I feel like I said this earlier, I'll say it again. I think the Texans are going to be a factor in the AFC the next few years because they got a bunch of cap space. I mean, they're going to really be able to build this thing the right way. They're in a bad division. they got a lot going for them. So a bit of a scheduling oddity. The three AFC wildcard games are the first three games of the weekend with Cleveland-Houston, Miami-Kansas City on Saturday, and then Sunday afternoon at 1, Bills-Steelers. And then at 4.30, we get to the NFC slate, Green Bay-Dallas, Rams-Detroit, Philadelphia-Tampa. Ross, does this not feel like maybe the best wildcard round of games we've had in a while? Like there's not even Cleveland-Houston because of Flacco and because of Stroud. Um, I feel like these games are all pretty compelling there's not a game that i'm looking at here going like do i really got to watch that game there's usually at least one on wildcard weekend that i just sort of feel like i think i can skip that one well they usually put the game that should get the lowest ratings or the, the quote-unquote worst game saturday at 4 30 and so the fact that that stroud and flacco tells you that's that's pretty encouraging you know that that's pretty exciting because i'm looking forward to that one quite a bit uh, for all the reasons you mentioned. And, yeah, I mean, Saturday night, Dolphins-Chiefs, that has the potential to be a good game. You know, we'll see the Steelers build. I think that's the one that could get away from the Steelers. But they just have so much pride. And Tom such a good coach. I think they'll be able to hang for a while. Dol- uh, Cowboys-Packers, you got the Mike McCarthy storyline. Jordan Love has really been playing well. And then the Sunday night game is just fantastic. And I'm going to be on the sideline for that one. I'm actually double-dipping for Rams at the Lions. I think that's the best game of the weekend. I mean, Matthew Stafford, the way the Rams are playing at. Kind of lost you there for a second. Are you there, Ross? <laughs> We're near the end anyway, so it's okay if you're gone, but I don't want to hang up on you before you're gone because I wanted to ask you about the Eagles. But if you're gone, you're gone. Ross? Yeah. All right. We'll just bail on that. If, if he picks up, Joe, let him know. We'll, you know hook up next week. That was our man, Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL insider, Ross Tucker, by the way, and insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice, Men Have Skin 2, and by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at northwest.com. Yeah, I I think we didn't get to the Eagles, and Ross follows the Eagles, you know, pretty aggressively. Um, So we'll see what kind of form they're in. They've They've kind of limped in here, uh, as it turns out. I, I thought they looked vulnerable when they beat the Chiefs and then even beat the Bills, and sure enough, they've gone on a skid. All right, well, we thank Ross for his time. Sorry for the awkward ending, but, you know, that's how it goes. We'll, uh, we'll take a time out here. Lines are open for you. 803-0550 is the number. What do you think, man? Two seed. It's all there for you. Nothing left to do but win it. I mean, it's a it's a it's a ride here. They got to win, you know, multiple playoff games, obviously, but feels like as good an opportunity as they've had during this four year run is the way I'm looking at it. Eight oh three oh five fifty again is the number. Mike Shope is off today. I'm the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. Six and six. We knew what was in front of us. Had a lot of internal talks. Trusted the guys in this locker room. And at the end of the day, this is fun. This is cool. I'll never say no to winning a division. But the only thing that it solidifies is a home game and one more game. Doesn't mean anything if we go out there next week and don't do our job. There you go. It's Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Bills and Steelers Sunday at one o'clock. 
hear the game right here on WGR, of course, and, uh, you know, watch it like normal too. But, you know, just it'll be it'll be here. We got a lot of coverage. I, I don't have uh well, you know, maybe I do have a second to fill you in on all that. I think I I think I flagged it and saved it. Um we got a lot of uh extra for you coming up this weekend. Sports talk Saturday is gonna stretch out, go from ten until three PM. There's a Sabres game in the afternoon, uh four o'clock face off for that. So Saturday got you with Zach Jones and Derek Kramer, eventually Brian Colziel, and then the Sabres and the Canucks will have, after hockey coverage wraps up with Brian and Pat Malcaro, um, that wildcard game, Dolphins-Chiefs. Listen for Ross. He just told you he's going to be in the booth for Dolphins at Chiefs. And Sunday, I mean, you know the 1 o'clock. I think you know the 1 o'clock drill. Uh, it's been a while. I mean, well, we just had one on New Year's Eve. Uh, but... The one o'clock games have been few and far between. Anyway, we get going at seven and just go right through the night. That's <laughs> that's the deal. I'm not going to lay it all out for you, but Saturday got some extra coverage for you here on WGR. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number. Walter is first up this segment. Hi, Walter. Thank you for calling. You're on WGR. Hey, Bulldog. Thanks for taking my call. Just a couple of quick things. Uh, do me a favor. Next time someone calls about the parade route, just hang up, okay? <laughs> that is a kiss of death. <laughs> Uh, seriously, um, what's going on with the, the deep shot, the deep shots? I don't know, Allen, I, I love Allen. I mean, I would not have any other quarterback in the league uh, other mm-hmm. than him. But that deep ball, uh, I know when he first came into the league, it was a bit of an issue. And he had a couple of great years with it, and but recently it's it's he struggled with it. What, what do you think is going on? Uh, I mean, what are the possibilities? What do you think is going on? Do you think the shoulder could be bothering him a little bit, but not enough to keep him from practicing? Uh, there was talk about this finger from last week, uh, and maybe that impacted it. Um, they are not high percentage throws, so maybe he's just missing a few and it'll come back. I mean, I don't know. Those are, I think those are the possibilities. I don't think he, um, I don't know. Do, do, do you, what do you think of those guesses? Well, you know, you, you make a good point because sometimes those little nagging injuries, uh, they kind of get into your head a little bit and, and impact uh, your thinking. I mean, like he, you know, two years ago, a year ago, he would have got digs dead on on that on that pass, you know, and, and he overshot him. So maybe maybe it's in his head, his shoulder, the finger. Who knows? Maybe the elbow's not 100%. But uh, I, I think not so much against the Steelers, but we're going to have to get that long ball back just to keep him honest. I well, I would like to see it too, and I would uh, most importantly, I want to see them keep trying it. Uh, I think he'll hit. I think he'll hit sooner or later, um, and th- and that's not to you know ignore the potential that there has been something physical uh, that could be impacting him. I don't know that that's the case. I just know we heard about a shoulder earlier in the year, and we heard about a, a, a finger, and the ball wasn't coming out the way he liked against New England. Uh, he seemed to indicate after the game on Sunday that maybe that was in the past. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think if they keep they keep trying, I think he'll hit them. Um, that's it. So, but it, it's been, it's missing. There's no question. He's missed. He's just missed on, I don't know, multiple weeks here. Um, you know, for plays that easily would have been long, long touchdowns, the kind of touchdowns that would keep us from wondering where their deep passing game went. So I think it'll, I think it'll come, I guess is what I would say. Uh, yeah. That's not a cop out. Steven is next up. Hi, Steven. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. 
Yeah, hey, good evening. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say you can let Mike know this. <clears throat> I think with your straightforward approach and no-nonsense demeanor on the show, maybe I ought to start calling you the no bulldog. Mm. I thought I'd mention that to you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, anyway, and I, I do enjoy the uh, show that you guys do. You always do a great job. Um, now, on to the bills, okay? First of all, McDermott, I told your screener I was wrong about this because I looked this up. So, McDermott is the second winningest coach now in Bill's history, you know, surpassed only by Marv Levy and because of, you know, Levy's longevity and he had just success. But that speaks volumes right there about McDermott as a coach. You know, he didn't get there by, you know, not being a good coach. Now, with that, the team itself. I want everybody, if you would, if you want to see what a great team the Bills are and get a real good idea, on the Buffalo Bills website, there's an article, and it was authored by Alec White and Patrick Warren called Key Milestones and Records from the Bills' 2023 regular season. Every single game, even the losing games, they set either a personal, a team, or an NFL record. And, of course, first and foremost in this was Josh uh, Allen. Uh, He's now surpassed, like, Steve Young, uh, nine seasons with 300 or more yards passing, 75 or more yards um, rushing. And, of course, we earlier this year, four seasons with 40 or more touchdowns. That's a history NFL record. Um, You know, so here's the thing I want to say. I was talking to a good friend of mine who – lives up there in western New York, and he agreed with me. When you look at this season, you know, here they got to 5-5 five and five and then 6-6, six and six and people are writing them off. No, there's no way, 11% chance making the playoffs. There's no way they're going to get there, let alone the Super Bowl. And then, you know, the rest is history, as they say. They're on a roll now with a winning streak of five, which is where they wanted to be going into the playoffs. So the thing I want to say is this. McDermott said this after the game Sunday. He used the word resiliency. That's what Buffalo has. They are able to come back when they're down, when it looks like they're out, and Josh Allen is first and foremost in this. I mean, you look at the way he uh, holds his own when he's under pressure. Yeah, he's had to go outside the pocket, but look what he's done. It looks like he's going to be forced out of bounds. He throws the ball, he has to sidearm it, threads it through a couple of defenders, and he hits his target in the end zone. So, yeah, they had some interceptions there in the end zone. Uh, Cook dropped one, so did uh, um, uh, Knox, and then Diggs, he missed that one. But the thing I want to say is that never count the Bills out because this team has the talent, they have the drive, and they have the focus to do what needs to be done, and I think they're going to go all the way this year and make it to the big one and beat whoever they face, which I'm pegging. I agreed with uh, Howard what he said earlier today. I think it's going to be San Francisco. You know, time will tell. But right now we're looking at Pittsburgh, and I'll say this. All these people with their terrible towels, they're going to need them because they're going to be doing a lot of crying after this game is over with Sunday. All right, Stephen, well done. Thank you uh, for all of that. Um, I, I, I think they're in as advantageous a spot as you could have hoped for. I think even, I mean, sure, you would have liked to be the one seed. 
Uh, but I know myself, once we got a look at the schedule when it came out, I thought it was going to be, that would be a real heavy lift. And as it turns out, they got the next best thing. I mean, they don't get a buy, but they're home and they're home for two weeks. And if fingers and toes crossed, somebody beats Baltimore, uh, you know, in the divisional round, you maybe never have to leave. We were that, we were that, we were really close to that in 21. I mean, the bills had to go on the road in 21, obviously to Kansas city. I'll, I'll stop. Chris is next up. Hi, Chris. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. What's up? Hi, big hi, Bulldog. Uh, question about radio coverage this Sunday. Uh, this past Sunday, second only to winning the game was the ability for me to shut off the sound of the TV and put on 550 mm-hmm. and actually listen to the broadcast, and they were in sync with the with the video, which when I tried that in the past, it wasn't in sync. So I'm curious, was that an aberration, or is that something I can hope for again this Sunday? I think, Chris, that's a that's a, a, a good question. I'm not sure. I think it depends on where you're carrying the game. Um, it's been years since I have been in here on a game day, but I know our engineering staff used to work very hard to match up. I think we had cable and match up the feed as best they could to the over-the-air whatever CBS, Fox feed. Um, I think with the way the world is now, sometimes you might be better off just if you have DVR capability, like sort of assuming that the TV is ahead of the radio, which might not be the case. I don't know. I I think you're better off manually syncing it up, but if it hit with you not having to do anything – um, I would say hope for the best in that regard. If not, maybe you can pause, uh, you know, pause your TV feed in order for the 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 radio to uh, to catch up. If the radio is ahead, um, I don't know what to do. There's <laughs> no, you know, our app can be paused. But I don't even know if you can listen to the app during the games. So, uh, not an area of expertise for me. I'm sorry if I can't help you. I would just say congratulations. You got it right for that day. Uh, hopefully you can get Brownie and Eric and Sale synced up for the playoff game uh, on Sunday. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it very much. 803-0550 is the number. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope is away today. Sabres and Seattle Kraken coming your way tonight. Pre-game gets rolling in about 20 minutes here on WGR. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Feel his vibe. You can feel the vibe of the offense out there, just a different energy. And the ball finds you. And Josh was doing a good job, it looked like to me, going through his progression. And he was playing the position at a high, high level. And he's as good as there is when he does that. Bill's head coach Sean McDermott talking about his quarterback, Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the mistakes, the turnovers uh, kind of marred what was a breakout 
game, like a rediscovery maybe of the Bills passing game. They moved the ball very well through the air. And that, to me, more than dwelling on the, the turnovers. I mean, they're, they're going to happen. Uh, is Allen more prone to it than uh, other guys in the league? Sure. I mean, the stats can tell you that. Um, but I, I think, um, you know, the better news is that they figured out how to get the passing game off and move the ball up and down the field. I, I just, I won't assume I'm going to turn it over in the red zone three times or whatever it was on sat on Sunday night. Um, and I think the, uh, the, the, the offense, you know, needs to have that facet of it. We'll see how much of a factor it is on Sunday. If indeed we are staring at a weather game between the bills and the Steelers, the forecast, um, you know, doesn't look encouraging really for, it's not, it's not that cold out, but it's been nasty, nasty today, man. Like I know overturned trucks on highways and I mean, just big, big, big wind, uh, on the heels of some snow and then some rain. It's just been kind of a messy day, but the weekend looks cold and maybe windy. Uh, we'll see about precipitation, but looks, uh, looks like it could be a little dicey. Haven't barely had a chance. I think right at the outset when we did reverse AFC power rankings, um, with Jeremy White filling in because Mike uh, is off today, uh, we mentioned Mike Vrabel getting fired and that was kind of percolating on the weekend. Just, uh, just a little bit that there could be a parting of the ways coming there. Um, and there, there, <laughs> there was some cool little details there, um, it seemed like everyone wanted to part ways there and ownership said they didn't want to waste time trying to arrange a trade um, because they, they could have gotten some compensation. I don't know, a second round pick, something um, from a team that could be interested in Vrabel. And it I don't know, the Titans, the way, the, the, way, the way they sound, they sound like me having to do chores around the house. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like I don't want to do all of that right now. I don't know. I there's a game on. There's beer in the fridge, and I don't want. I mean, I don't know. That's no way to be running your NFL team. Uh, but of course, the headline there is Vrabel's out of a job, and it just seems all too convenient here. New England is going to take their time and do whatever they're going to end up doing with Belichick, which I predict is part ways. However, it gets termed, he's leaving. We we've agreed to change, or he's fired. What, whatever's going to happen there. Um, it seems way too convenient for Vrabel to be available now and New England potentially having a vacancy. So I would guess that that's where he goes. I saw quite a bit today about Harbaugh and the Chargers. It's Jim Harbaugh now, national championship winning coach. That was a weird game. You know, kudos, hey, they didn't start at 7.30, but by, I think, 7.45, that ball was in the air. And so that game, that moved, it moved. I, I was able to, you know, keep tabs on it, watch a good chunk of it. And it was like the the beginning and the end were the same, and the middle was just sort of, ugh. like, look, Michigan was just going to run away from them when the game started, a couple of long runs, and Washington hung around. There was a one-score game into the, you know, in, in, into the second half, into the fourth quarter. And then, bang, bang, two, two more rushing touchdowns. I don't think they were long ones like the earlier ones were. But, uh, you know, end up 2013, turns into 34-13, and that's it. So, uh, tough night for Penix Jr. Like, just missed a couple of guys that were all alone. Um, like, didn't even see them to throw it to them. And then missed, there was one with the Dunza that was, he was, you know, just just a little too far for him that he tried to get it to him. That probably would have been a touchdown if it was on target. So, 
Uh, probably a tough night for his draft stock, uh, but still a top-of-the-first-round guy. I mean, he's behind Williams and May, but I don't know that – I don't think the Michigan guy's ahead of him. Um, I, I would take Michael Penix Jr. 100 times out of 100 ahead of the Michigan kid, uh, although I think Mel Kuyper had him rated going into last night as the fourth quarterback in the draft. I'm going to assume – I haven't looked at Kuyper's list – that that list is in some order, Williams, May, Penix Jr., and then uh, McCarthy from Michigan. But I don't know that. Maybe Penix is further down than that, and I'm skipping someone. You know, I got time to ease into draft season. No need to rush it. But um, did enjoy the game starting at a time. The, the, the second national semifinal last week on New Year's Day that kicked off at 9, it was like halftime at midnight. Like, wait, 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 what, what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> midnight? I mean, I know it's New Year's Day, but, like, the world starts up again on January 2nd. And you got halftime at midnight? I mean, get the hell out of here with that. Anyway, all right, speaking of getting the you-know-what out of here, I'll take a time out here, and we'll load up Sabres pregame. Paul Hamilton joins next to kick that off right after this on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 